Hello, a quick interruption before we get started with today's show. I just relaunched six week keto weight loss. This is my group coaching program that I open up for registration about twice a year, where I take you through live coaching calls, a bunch of lessons and videos and teach you how to lose weight from a holistic functional perspective. We're talking about hormones, we're talking about liver health and gut health, and how these things can stand in your way from losing weight. It's six weeks. It comes with lessons, videos, PDFs, quizzes. I put together your personalized macros for you and so much more. You can find out more information and reserve your seat by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash six week. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com slash six week. That's the number six and the word week, W-E-E-K. I hope to see you over there and we will get started September 13th. Okay, on to the show. This is episode 330 and today we're chatting about the lymphatic system and like a lot to do with hydration and whole body health and so many more things about personal health advocacy. I've been really into this guys, like, uh, since taking on more and more clients and doing more one-on-ones, I'm getting overly frustrated and just in sadness over the state of care that people get by their primary doctors. And so today I wanted to spend some time asking a doctor how to speak with doctors and how to advocate for your own health. And we're going to be talking about tapping into the lymphatic superhighway, what the system does, why it's important. Since recording this episode, so we recorded this episode about three or four months ago from when I'm recording it now, I'm recording the intro far later. I've been doing the process that our guest today shares every day before bed. And when I wake up, it literally takes two minutes. It's fantastic. So I can't wait for you to hear this process. Perhaps if you're listening to this with your ears, and it makes no sense, Jennifer actually shows us how to do all of these things. So I would highly recommend if you are confused to watch the YouTube video that corresponds to today's episode, which is episode 330. You can find it on my YouTube channel. Just search for Leanne Vogel. You will find it. So you can watch Jennifer just do all the things so she can show you. And it's super simple. So I can't wait to share that with you. We're going to be talking about the truth behind gut health. There are a couple supplements that she recommends, including L-glutamine, a spore-based probiotics, and ionic minerals, uh, three products that I both I totally love to. I'm going to include links to my favorites there. And then, yeah. So our guest today is Jennifer Nelson Hawks, who found her calling in holistic health after 10 years working in the traditional medical system in oncology, internal medicine, and functional medicine. Her passion for bringing innovation and personal empowerment to the wellness industry were the pivotal foundations to starting her own business, Simply Health Collective. Since that time, she she has continued to bring her heart and experience into creating a unique space for her clients to take back their health naturally. Jennifer has tirelessly expanded her knowledge and has obtained her board certification as a doctor of naturopathy, board certification as a holistic health practitioner, iridologist, holistic health coach, IASIS practitioner, as well as a bioresonance practitioner. You guys, like, do you know how long it takes to get all of those 
certifications, like years upon years. Jennifer is so passionate. And when you speak with her, she says things in such simple terms that you just get it. And I think when a lot of people start studying so much, they don't get it. And so it was so great to chat with her. I'm not done her bio. I just had to share that with you. So through her growing practice and various modalities, she continues to create exceptional client experiences centered on each client's unique health-based goals. When she's not out enjoying all things outdoors, Jennifer lives with her husband, Chris, and their beloved dog, Q, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. If you have questions about today's content, go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and you can ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. You can connect with Jennifer by going to simplyhealthcollective.com. I'll include a link in the show notes for you there. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code Keto Podcast. That's all one word. This 30-day program gives you a clear step-by-step how-to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles, and get the results you crave. Go to health healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Jennifer. How are you today? I'm so great. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so glad that you're here on the show. Thank you. Me too. It's, I've been looking forward to it. It's such a pleasure. Yes. Awesome. So I did the official bio, introduced you, talked about all your board certifications, super <laughs> smart stuff. But in your own words, how did you get into the work that you're doing today? Oh, well, everybody has their journey, right? I mean, you think about people's journey and and how they get led down the paths that they do. And mine actually happened to be through my little sister. She was born very prematurely 30 years ago. So at that time, science and medicine wasn't quite up to par as they are now. She weighed one pound, 12 ounces and literally fit the palm of my mom's hand. Kind of just a little bit of preface there is I had a previous sister that didn't make it because of the same complications. So when she was born, I was just like, what can I do? Where can I go with this? That I want to be the best big sister. I want to help out with anything. And she was doing fat, fabulous until about the age of five. And then she started having some seizures, you know, and I wanted to become a neonatologist. I wanted to work with babies. I wanted all those monitors and oh, the dynamics of everything was incredible. But when she started having seizures, the doctors could not figure out what to do for her. They would throw medicine at her. They would be like, we don't know. And they weren't grand mal seizures, but they were debilitating for her. They were debilitating for our entire family, to be honest with you. And so my family at the time, they reached out to a holistic doctor, which was very outside of the box. Who knew about that back then? Well, obviously it, it was there, but So this woman taught my sister how to eat better or taught my mom how to feed my sister different foods, some supplementation, some movement, breathing exercises, just really looked at my sister as a whole. And my sister stopped having seizures. 
And so for me at then 15 years old, looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, there's something to this. This is really amazing. And then I started down my health journey with her, of course, because the whole family did um, watching this. And then life kind of led me in a different direction. So I ended up going down the Western medicine path for quite a while, for about another 12, 15 years. And at age 30, 30, I decided, you know what, I'm not getting any younger and I want to figure this out. So I decided to start my journey back into that holistic realm that felt so good to me. And so that is kind of what I did. Wow. And that you could have that life experience that kind of led you to the work that you're doing today. And I know that the best practitioners are ones that have stories like yours of just, they're in it, I feel like for the right reason. And I I probably want to get into that later of just being your own health advocate. And you know what, let's just go there now because I feel like a lot of us, you know, my mom was diagnosed with a bunch of different complications last year and her doctors are sort of like, this is aging and this is all you can do. And my mom went into the doctor last week and said, I really feel like we need to test more. I don't know what's going on here. I just really like some answers. And the doctor said, no, we're not going to test for that. And so how do we become advocates for ourselves? And what did you see previously in Western medicine? And what do you see in your practice today as a result into advocates? And, and what kind of clients are you seeing? Well, I think the first thing is, is the doctors are there. They're there for a reason. And we do need them. We actually do need them. But sometimes they don't know what to do, right? They learned from a book. They have a criteria that they have to do. And with holistic medicine, we are able to actually look outside of that box. So the one thing that I absolutely hated was that I would watch the doctors just hand out meds, right? And the client would come back and say, I've got this complication and something else is happening. I'm getting swelling, I'm getting headaches, whatever. They kind of just blow that off and here, take this other medicine. And so that was super, super frustrating to me because I knew from you know watching my sister, I knew that there are different options. I think the biggest thing is knowing that you do have a voice. We all have a voice and we need to remember that we need to ask for what we need, what we want, what feels good to us. Because we know what's going on inside of our body, whether it's mental whether it's physical, it does not matter. And with that being said, we are our biggest advocates. And if we don't ask for that, or if we don't know or find someone that is willing to look outside of the box with you and look at us as a whole, because what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me. And what works for me doesn't work for the person next to me. So I think that's so important. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get a little bit overwhelmed because they feel things. They're like, this hurts, that hurts. I don't think this is normal. I didn't feel this before. I don't know what this is, but I know I need help. Is that okay? Like, is that enough? Right. And so that's, I feel like where people do get in trouble as well, because then they turn to the internet. And when they turn to the internet, then they turn to all of these fake toxic things that they can then put in their body that is supposed to cure all, right? And in all reality, sometimes a headache is from the lack of lymphatic flow in the neck. So what do they do? They start taking all these meds or they can't sleep. So they throw melatonin or they throw other things at, at their systems when in all reality, it could very well be the lack of minerals. I mean, it's so it's there are so many things to look at. And I think we all get tied into, well, my friend told me about this supplement or my friend told me about this and it worked for her. So it's got to work for me. And sometimes what happens is it does work for a minute 
And then people plateau again. And that is what I found in my practice is that people are reaching. And in all reality, practitioners like myself, we are there to help you on your health journey. So we try to meet you where you are right now and lead you in the path that you need to go, whether it's from traumatic experiences or the overdose of antibiotics at a young age or just feeling lost in your life. Uh, There's so many things. Yes. And I think too, I can tell this in my own practice when people have a lot of friends and they're like, oh, well, that supplement worked or that practice worked and you get their intake form and they're on 50 different supplements. And they're like, I can't keep doing this. If you're going to tell me to take one more supplement. And I'm like, no, we're taking all of this away. (laughs) Like every single last thing. Yeah. You find that also? I see that a lot. And, you know, people come in and they say, I don't feel well. I feel toxic. I have brain fog. My stomach's not. And they come in and I look at their supplements. Number one, I look at the brand of their supplements and I'm like, okay, well, you're actually creating more toxicity in your body. Number one. Number two, your body's trying to do something, right? We have our own natural processes that we do. And if you are putting in too many potentially unhealthy, unnatural things, your body has to do something with some of them. So they're going to, your body's going to essentially store those supplements. It's not going to really utilize them, which then creates more toxicity in the body overall. And so, yeah, I come in and they're like, I, same thing. Please don't give me another supplement. I'm like, nope, actually we're going to take you away. And the thing that I find that's so interesting is that so many people become attached to these supplements. They're emotionally attached. And when you try to take something away from them, They're like, well, I need that for X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, right, but you don't need that right now. Like, let's look at that later, right? So it's also just kind of backtracking, getting people back to that foundational place where then we can start to grow. I always talk about it like building a house. You cannot furnish a house, physically furnish a house, if you don't have the foundation. And if your foundation is not strong, what's going to happen is your house is going to blow down. Or maybe not blow down, but you're going to have to replace it after a while. And that's just part of the aging process too. Yes, completely. Okay, so it seems like the whole health and fitness world is talking about glucose these days. And for good reason. Poor glucose control is tied to weight gain, fatigue, sexual dysfunction, diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart disease, stroke, and so much more. Now, you may think that poor glucose control is all due to the common stuff like sugar, potatoes, refined things. But this is custom to the person. So how do we track our glucose so that we can find out which foods we should and should not be eating? Well, Levels, Levels is an app that takes continuous glucose monitoring mainstream. In addition to providing you with CGM sensors, the Levels app interprets your data, scores your individual meals, and allows you to run experiments across different inputs like diet, exercise, or even new fasting protocols that you're testing. They're backed by a world-class team, including a Stanford-trained MD, top engineers from SpaceX and Google, and a research team that includes legends in the space like Dr. Dom Agostino and Dr. David Perlmutter. I've been using Levels since September 2020 and have been able to determine which carbs don't set me off, like having beans, medjool dates, figs, and oranges on my ketogenic diet where I can stay metabolically healthy and in a ketogenic state while indulging in a couple of sweet treats. They're currently running a closed beta program with a wait list of 115,000 people, but you can skip that line and join Levels today by using the link levels.link slash K. 
KDP. Again, that's levels.link slash KDP. And so how do we, you know, we're talking about being your own advocate and showing up for yourself. I feel like when you ask somebody who's not overly conscious over their body of like, what's happening here? And how do I feel with this? That people can get really overwhelmed with starting to feel all the feels with their body. Do you have any recommendations on that and kind of how to navigate that space? And if you see that for your clients also? Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of different like pathways to go with that. Number one is simply just sitting down and having a conversation with them. Because through conversation, I actually learn the most. And that's because they know what's going on. They may not be consciously aware of it, But subconsciously, they know and they will tell me if I listen. And so that's part of the biggest thing is, you know, I do have them fill out the intake form, which oftentimes a lot of stuff is missed when we start talking through stuff. And then I also use bioresonance technology. Bioresonance technology is much like in the Western medicine, an EKG or an EEG, a lie detector test. So I have people also kinesiology. Some people know it as kinesiology. I just don't physically touch the body. I have them hold on to some electrodes that run frequencies through their body and their their body will respond to those. So after I do their initial intake form, I do the conversation piece, then I will connect them to the bioresonance. And it's so fascinating because 9.9 times out of 10, they see the entire picture. And that's really cool. I think something that speaks true to finding a good doctor is conversation. Like something you just said is like, I have a conversation with them. And that's something that I've noticed in my practice and just through connecting with my family members who are older and looking for doctors who can be there, be on their side and listen to them, that that listening conversation piece is missing out of the component. Would you agree with that? No question. No question. And it's also how open... And willing is your client, where are they? Are they willing? Are they truly looking for support? Because if they are, you know, it's that honesty piece that has to come out. And the more that they hide from us as practitioners, the harder it is for us to really figure out and help them on their journey. I mean, we can still help them, but when we, you know, I I oftentimes find where we'll start and I'll get down in that right path. And then they throw a, they throw a left left the ball at me. Right. And I'm like, Whoa, let's step back. How come we didn't talk about that at the beginning? Oh, I totally forgot. Okay. Well, that's a really big piece of the puzzle. So let's go back to that, you know? So it's also just kind of maneuvering and just trying to pick up those little pieces along the way. Yeah. My next question was going to be, how do you talk with your doctor properly so that you get somewhere? And I think you answered that before I could. And that honesty is a big thing. And I think a lot of people in today's day and age, we go in quite guarded too. I think a lot of people are guarded. They don't want to share all the information. They don't feel like it's essential or that it matters, or they don't really want to share everything. And so what I'm hearing from you is having that honesty, showing up with all your cards on the table and and trying your best to explain everything. Would that be fair to say? I would say absolutely. I also think as someone that's coming in and willingly open themselves up, I think it's extremely important to create a dialogue prior to that. And so like for our clinic, we do what are called discovery calls where you can schedule a 30 minute complimentary session, whether you're talking to one of the staff members or myself and we create a relationship and we kind of see like where they'll kind of dabble in. I've got these health issues, my digestive system, or I've had multiple concussions or whatever that looks like or feels like to them. But then they get to hear our voice 
And is my voice soothing to them? Is my energy soothing to them? Are they willing to open up to me and let me give them the knowledge that I know and help guide them along this way? Or am I not a good fit? And that's okay. And I think before people open up their entire life story, I want to make sure I'm a good fit for someone. And I want to make sure that they're a good fit for me too, because it goes both ways. Such a good point. So good. Thank you so much for adding that. And so let's talk a little bit, you know, you mentioned a little bit like the pain in the neck, lymphatic system. Can we go there? Because a lot of people don't know what the lymphatic system is or the role that it plays and the issues that can come up when it's not working right. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) the lymphatic system is such an intricate piece of our entire world, entire health. And it's something that it's becoming more and more talked about, but it's something that nobody really talks about. You know, we hear about gut health. Gut health is huge. Gut health is like, you can turn every corner and you're going to hear about gut health, whether it's a probiotic, prebiotic, food, whatever. But the reality of it is, is our lymphatic system is this extremely incredible organ in our body that is two thirds of the fluid. One third of that is our circulatory system. And we hear about that all the time. People go to their doctor to get blood work done because they want to see what's going on in their blood. But in reality, it's what is your lymphatic system doing? And our lymphatic system is like our super highway. You're on the highway. I'm in Wyoming here, so I don't have major highways, but California, right? I don't even know what the highways are called. You have a pileup somewhere, right? And you have cars backed up for hours. Well, that's what happens in our body. And so when we get nodules, whether they're in our neck, in our groin area, in the back of our knees, in our stomach, when that happens, everything seems to back up. It's kind of like a dam in a lake, right? You've got the lake that needs to be filled up by the dam, but the dam is literally permanently closed and the water can't bypass it. So we've got to unlock that dam. We've got to open up those nodules so that the lymphatic system can continue to move on because it truly is our immune system. It truly is our sewer system. So I'm so intrigued by it. Like I am, I've been working on my gut health for a very long time, very long time due to long dose, a lot of antibiotics. And I just got to the point, I'm like, why can I not figure out this extra, like this 15%, there's 15% missing. And I, as a practitioner, that just makes me want to pull my hair out because I know a lot, but I couldn't figure it out until I figured it out. And I was like, oh, this is why these aren't falling together. So getting that lymphatic system moving, and it's so easy. We can do it from home. We just need to know how to do it. And we all need to do it ourselves is what we need to do because it doesn't have a pump like our circulatory system. So movement and breath work are two key pieces to that. And it's just, it's starting to utilize those mechanics that we already have in place. Okay. So many questions. First is, <laughs> how does it get closed? You mentioned a little bit movement and breathing techniques. I'm sure that gets it going, but why is it a problem to begin with? Like what happens sure. that it oh. creates the pile up? So many things can happen. So I'll just kind of run through a couple of them. Scars. So surgeries. So think about someone, a beautiful mother that had C-sections. They've got a scar that is right down in the lower abdominal region. And so when anything comes up from the legs or tries to go down from the stomach, it's stuck. There's a roadblock. So scars are number one. Stress. Nobody in this world is stressed right now, right? We should all be having fluid lymphatic systems. Stress, huge, huge, huge problem. Tight clothing, the air that we're breathing, the food that we're eating, Wi-Fi. Believe it or not, Wi-Fi slows the body down. 
our light bulb in our body gets very dim and those processes slow down. So our lymphatic river slows down. Oh my gosh, there's so many more breast enhancements, car accidents. I mean, it doesn't have to be a scar. It can be anything that's traumatic to the body. Life, period. Life slows our lymphatic system down, period. And so I imagine like a lot of people do like rebounding or dry brushing. Is that all lymphatic related? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a matter of learning the proper techniques for it. Because oftentimes, you know, you see people do the dry skin brushing, amazing work, but they teach you to go from your feet up. But when you go from your feet and move towards your heart, that's great. But the clavicle region here has a thoracic duct. That major thoracic duct is right up here on the left side that controls 75% of the lymphatic system into the circulatory system. So if that is clogged, you're moving toxins, but they're not going anywhere. So you've got to learn the right steps and approaches in order for that superhighway to be cleared out and allowing that traffic to flow. And so that is on my list of the next couple of things I want to do is put together a video for people to be able to see this. When it goes live, could you please share it with us? I can <laughs> yes, put it in absolutely. the show notes for today's episode because that would be so great to have that resource because yeah, I mean, I learned that you go from the limbs to the heart. So clearly I've been doing it wrong for 17 years. We do. We do go from the limbs to the heart, but we've got to open up the clavicle region. I mean, I can do like, if you all want me to, I can do a quick little demonstration of... Do it. Do it. it. So the first thing, this is so simple, is the first thing we want to do is right up here, like, you know, you can see above the clavicle, you're literally just going to rub about 10 times. You can do it like this. You can do it one at a time. It doesn't matter. Once you do that five, 10 times, don't stress over it because it's not a big deal. Then you're going to pat it. You just want to kind of get it moving. Okay. The next place you go is your neck. So you go up mastoid bone and kind of work your way down. You can move it up through your jaw, your face, but you really just want to pull down out of that area that you just opened up. So we give it a little pat. Then we go to our armpits really, and you're going to pull it in. You're going to do the same thing. 10 times on each side, you're going to do a little pat. And I'm now going to stand up because I'm going to keep going down the body. So then we go to the stomach area. I like to put my hand above my belly button, my right hand, because right about three fingers above my belly button and over to the left, about one inch, is where a massive amount of nodes live. So I put my hand here, I put my hand here, and I just kind of do a little belly rub about 10 times, give it a little pat. Then you're going to go down to your groin area, do the same thing, do a little pat. Then behind your knees, so you just rub behind your knees, a little pat. Then the key is to bounce. You literally just create that piston. That piston of bouncing, kind of like that rebounder, is then going to allow that flow to move. So it's opening up these pathways in a specific manner that allows for the flow. So doing that first thing in the morning is key. If you get clogged up or you get like your lymph nodes are tight. Like for me, is my groin area. My lymph nodes were so sore for a couple of days. So you go lighter. Your lymph nodes are not deep. Just go lighter or only do a couple rubs. If you get flu-like symptoms, that means you need more water. We need water. We need water. We need water. Not all water is created equal, but that's a whole other topic. So really finding that proprietary blend of frequencies that allow the water to get into the cells and become intracellular hydration versus extracellular hydration, I think is the most important thing. And so, yeah, so that is just a quick, easy thing along with to add one more little piece to that. 
is belly breathing. Just stop and breathe for a minute. When we breathe, when we do that diaphragmatic breathing, so putting that air into our belly, what we're really doing is we're massaging. We're massaging our organs. We're allowing oxygenation to get into different places as well as moving the lymph. So there wow, we go. Wow, I've been doing it wrong for so many years. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, not wrong. This is just a little bit more effective. How's that? Okay. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. I like that. <laughs> it's an upgrade. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, we release our podcast episodes as videos also. So if everyone's listening to this and they're like, what just happened? What did Jennifer do? You can jump on YouTube. I'll include the link and you guys can watch it there also because that's really, really helpful. And I imagine it not taking that long. I mean, it takes seems pretty efficient. Literally, you get into the flow of it and it's 60 seconds. That's yeah, it. Everyone has you don't 60 need to spend seconds. all day. We don't need to spend all day doing it. I've been on an iron boosting kick. About six months ago, I discovered my iron levels were dangerously low. Why? Well, because I like plants and I eat a lot of plants on my ketogenic diet. And when you do not combine vitamin C with plant-based iron foods, the iron cannot be absorbed. Now, vitamin C-based foods are kind of lacking in the ketogenic diet. It's not impossible to get enough, but it is a challenge. So I started supplementing with Paleo Valley Essential C, and in just three short months, I doubled my iron level. Extreme fatigue, weakness, fluttering heartbeat or shortness of breath, headache, dizziness or lightheadedness, cold hands and feet, inflammation of the tongue, brittle nails. These are all symptoms of low iron, and I had all of them. Sitting on the lower end of normal iron levels can deliver some of these symptoms and it's very unpleasant let me tell you coupled with the immune boosting component of vitamin c you really can't go wrong with this one-two punch in your ketogenic diet and why paleo valley essential c it's third-party lab tested as the most powerful 100 natural vitamin c product on the market today it contains not one but three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin c amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe aceola cherry, the most potent source of natural vitamin C on earth, which is 120 times higher than that found in an orange. Each nutrient-packed serving delivers 750% your RDI of vitamin C, an amount meant to help you thrive, not just survive. Most other vitamin C supplements are derived from GMO corn and only contain one fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. Paleo Valley Essential C Complex contains the entire spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just organic superfoods. Makes a huge difference. Head on over to paleovalley.com dot com load up grab a couple of bottles of vitamin c complex whatever else that catches your eye the superfood bars are amazing if you need a recommendation then enter the code keto at checkout to receive 15 percent off your first order again that's paleovalley.com and the code keto for 15 percent off your first order I love it. And so you commented a little bit on gut health and that kind of being the crux of a lot of our health issues. You know, the lymph you said was like the missing 15%, but where do we go wrong with the gut stuff? And what are some of the contributors to our gut health? We have a lot of women that are listening to the show and they feel like they do everything right nutritionally. Like they're on top of it. They're rotating foods. They're doing everything, but they're just not getting success. And I know in my practice, uh, working with clients, it's like, 
90% or more people, it's the gut that's stopping them from reaching their goals. So can we talk a little bit about what you're seeing in your practice? Absolutely. One of the biggest things I see is the inability to absorb. I think that's probably the biggest hindrance. And so, you know, when they do come in with these 15 supplements, they're not absorbing anything. So I like to take a step back and look at how we can do it depending on what they're missing. You know, what's the missing link there? Have they been on antibiotics? Is it stress related? Like, yes, rotating the food, huge. The mental aspect of it, what are they holding on to? And if they've cleared that out and they're not holding on to anything there, I really feel like at this juncture, I spore-based probiotics have been a huge benefit to my practice along with liquid nutrition. I think the liquid aspect, and you know, nobody, oftentimes I get pushed back for a liquid because people don't like the taste of it. But if the body has an inability to absorb, we've got to get nutrients in somehow. Sometimes I'll have clients go do nutritional IVs just to get the nutrients in, but that doesn't heal the stomach. So then you still have to create that environment in the gut to create healing. So when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, give me some more information. Like, what do you do? And so for me, I use L-glutamine powder. L-glutamine powder has been incredibly beneficial. Spore-based probiotics along with some prebiotics. Uh, Not everybody needs that. So I think that that's the most important thing. Another huge thing is ionic minerals. And they're all just massive healing pieces that we don't know. Castor oil packs. I don't know if you are familiar with those. Castor oil packs, incredible. Enemas. Enemas. And that's kind of one of those places where you either love to go or you don't love to go. Talking about poop. We always talk about poop. And yeah, if you are clogged, if you've got some constipation going on, you've got to get that moving. So whether you use a magnesium citrate, a magnesium malate, getting massages, castor oil packs, enemas, whatever it might be, you got to get that flow going. You got to release those toxins, Um, hydration, fiber. Yeah. I think a lot of women feel like going two or three times a week is totally normal. I mean, I used it's to be not normal. Week. It is not normal. You should be going two to three times a day. Not more than that. Two times a day is, is what they say, morning, afternoon. That is a really healthy stomach. That is not typical of 99% of people. Even if we just try to get some of that elimination going at least once a day. And do you use like GI maps or testing in your practice to kind of delve into what could be happening in the gut? So yes, I do. Yes. I use microbiome labs, GIF or their GI testing. It's called Biome FX, I think. And then I also use some food testing to find out what sensitivities are going on to try to remove those toxins. Because the reality is, is as we're trying to support the body, if we keep loading the body with toxins or these foods or air that we're breathing or the toxins that we're putting on our body through, whether it's lotion and makeup, perfumes, we're really just, we continue to retoxify. So it's like this, the body's like, well, wait, you want me to do this? But now you want me to do this? Not like it's that like ping pong effect that goes on. And so it's really great. And it's not that you have to be perfect. I think people think, oh my gosh, well, I cannot eliminate my creamer and my coffee. No, you don't necessarily have to do that, but let's cut back on everything else. If that's your staple for the day, that's fine. But let's forget about the cheese on your omelet later in the day or whatever that is. I think it's really, to me, it's about moderation. To me, it's in, unless you're in a space that has to have true, like cut this out or else, 
if you're in a diseased state, yes, you might have to cut something out. You might just have to for a bit. Otherwise, let's just moderate and see what happens. And people will start to feel the benefits of that. And then they want to continue it. And that's, I think, where the benefit truly comes from. Completely. And as you start to become more and more conscious and aware of your food choices and your activities, if you're eating, like you mentioned, dairy, if it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, all the snacks, and you moderate it and you have the creamer that you love, 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 and maybe you have cheese at lunch, you're like, actually, that doesn't make me feel good. And then you start making choices toward feeling better and not just being like being in the driver's seat of your own health, I think is the big thing that I'm hearing from you. Absolutely. Because we can give you as a practitioners, we know this, we can give you the information, but we can't feed you. We can't wake you up in the morning. We can't, we could go for a walk with you, but it's really about being truly your own health advocate. Like you have to be accountable because don't put it on my shoulders. If you choose to not do the work. Right. And that's one thing as a practitioner that I have really have had a hard time coming to grips with because I want everybody to feel better. I want everybody to walk away from me being like, she was a key piece of my health journey. Right. But that doesn't always happen. And then I think, why did that not happen for this person? And it wasn't my fault. Maybe I could have done something a little bit different, but did they do the work? I always have to ask myself, did they do the work? And if they didn't, well, maybe it wasn't quite their time. And that's okay too, because things get in the way. Things just, life gets in the way. Unexpected things get in the way. And you have all intentions to do all these healthy things for yourself, but you get a phone call that derails that. You walk into work, it derails that. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed, maybe it derails it. But tomorrow's always a newer day, right? We have today, fine, let it go. But tomorrow, let's try tomorrow. And I think that that's important is to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Completely. I feel that way also. Like we'll get a client to a good place and then or sort of, and they'll do the work, but then they kind of slide back and I'm trying to help them. And then they just stop showing up. And I'm like, yep. but uh, we have like, you just need to do this and this. And uh, we're so close. We're so close. And it's, yeah, it, it really, it's taken me a long time to have the same thing as like, I, I, it's not just me. It has to be the client also. And if they're not willing and they don't show up for themselves, and I think too, your, your comment of things getting in the way, oftentimes what I think of for myself personally is what am I willing to give up to do X, Y, Z? So what is actually important to get in the way? And I've noticed that when my body, both mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, if I'm not on point, everything will be chaotic and I won't be able to show up the way that I need to in order to serve others and do things. So I think also being conscious of what are you allowing to take in that space and are you willing for that to take up space? I think is an important question to ask. Would you agree? I I can't agree more with you. I cannot agree more with you. And I also think the brain, we got to be mentally ready. We have to be mentally ready. If we're not mentally ready, when we show up every day for work, you and I, We are ready for that client. We're ready to give them our all. And the client needs to do the same thing. If they're going to show up, like they got to be ready. It's really hard. I think one of the most challenging pieces is for me is that I work with these clients and they get better. And then they, you need to see my husband or you need to see my child or you need to see my friend. And those people are not quite ready right? They're not ready for you or they don't really understand what you're doing or, and you know, then it becomes this little bit of a forced, a forced support, if you will. 
So that's why I really do love the discovery calls is because I can tell right then and there if somebody's really ready and if they're not. And I don't make people do discovery calls. Some practitioners make people do discovery calls. I don't make people. I do think that it's beneficial when you're working with someone. And COVID, one of the beautiful learnings of COVID is we can do it from afar now. You don't have to come into my office and sit in front of me. I can do this from afar. If people want the bioresonance testing, I get a hair sample from them and I run their DNA through it instead of them physically holding on. So they don't like people don't necessarily, you know, have to lack one piece of the puzzle or another just because they're not physically present. It's a matter of utilizing what we have to create that space for each person as a whole, if that makes sense. It completely does. And I think 2020, 2021, this space that we're in has definitely opened up so many doors to get like way better care. Like some of my favorite doctors and like brilliant practitioners are figuring out how to get online and be able to support people from all over the world. And it's been such a blessing. You know, if I chat with somebody nutritionally and I'm like, nah, you're going to need the big guns. And uh, that's not something that I can do that. I can refer them (laughs) to people who can actually do it from wherever the person is based. So I think that's definitely been a blessing through all of this for sure. Yeah. And you just said something super important. And I think that so many people need to hear this because what you just said was, if I can't do it, if I don't feel like there's bigger guns out there that's going to help you, by all means, I'm going to refer you out. I am not the be all end all. I will give you what I can. But then if I see that you need something else, I am not a nutritionist. I will be the first one to tell you. I don't even, I shouldn't say this. My husband does most of the cooking. I am a really good dishwasher. We eat really healthy. I mean, bless him, bless him. So nutrition is not, I know what I need to eat, but to, to be creative and put together this beautiful, brilliantly colored meal, not my forte. So I can say, let's eliminate dairy. Let's eliminate wheat. Let's eliminate gluten. Okay, great. But now what? I'm like, yeah, maybe we need to have you see a nutritionist as well because I really am working on other intricate parts of the body and that I can't do it all. And so thank you for saying that because I think it's super important to know that we don't have all the information, but what we do have, we will give to you. What we don't have, we will refer out. Mm-hmm, completely. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. What I'm noticing now, and it's changed, you know, starting my practice in 2007 to now, people are a lot more equipped. And I'm finding a lot of women know what practitioners they need. Have you noticed this too? They're like, I'm going to you for this. And I know you're good at this. And I know that you can't help me with this. And so they've created this team of people to support them. And I am all about that, that they show up understanding that not one person can be everything for you. And that's just eliminated so much worry from me of just, I can't be all things. Have you noticed that also? I can't agree with that more. The only, the, one of the problems that I find that I get stuck with a little bit is practitioners that don't want to share and they are out there. And that's really unfortunate. And so I think it's really important for like individuals to have their team, but make sure that their team is willing to work with other practitioners because I think it's important because I don't want to disrupt what you're doing with them or what maybe another practitioner is doing with them or say, okay, well, I know that they put you on that, but I want to take you off that. And I'm going to put you on my own regimen now. No, you've got to find a team that will work together as a whole and 
I feel like practitioners are getting more and more supportive that way, but I do, do still see some where, you know, I'll try to get a hold of them or I'll send them an email and I get no response. And then I'm like, well, at that point, like I get, you know, you either need to work with them or you need to then work with me or you need like, I don't know, but that collaboration aspect is just not there. So I, you know, I tell them, do your homework and figure out what's best for you right now. And so I love hearing that because uh, I think that there are some amazing teams out there. And I think you just have to be, have your team open and willing. Yes, completely. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can people find more from you, work with you? Like, where do we go to get more of your brilliance? (laughs) Well, the easiest place is to go to our website, which is simplyhealthcollective.com. And you can always email me from there. I think the email there is info at simplyhealthcollective.com. If you're in Jackson, Wyoming, look us up. You can come visit our, our space. I do have a thousand square foot wellness center. And yeah, that's where. Okay, great. I will include all those links in the show notes so people can check it out. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great day. I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Again, Jennifer's website is simplyhealthcollective.com. And I'm going to include the links in the show notes for the L-glutamine powder, the spore-based probiotics, and the ionic minerals. Ooh. It's good. Okay. Next up on the podcast, Sunday, August 29th, episode 331. It's a long one. I'm sorry. It's like over an hour. I couldn't help myself. There were a ton of Q and A's all about testing and blood labs, what labs to run and how much they cost. And I just wanted to go through all of that. So that's episode 331. And then Sunday, September 5th, episode 332. Ah, my oldest internet pal, Jennifer Fugo, we've known each other for over a decade is coming on to talk about chronic skin issues. If you have any sort of skin issues, Jennifer is your lady. She's brilliant. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. So we will see you next week for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.